if we were somehow able to compile the um, the gross suffering quotient in the room today and just kind of ticked off how many moments of irritation, anger, disappointment, frustration, loneliness, pain in the body, um, or any other form of suffering that any of us had felt, the uh, numbers would be overwhelming. And I think that that's the vision that the Buddha saw when he looked out over the world and realized that so many beings are just uh, trapped in this endless cycle of creating the conditions for suffering because they don't know the way out. And much of the suffering that the Buddha saw in beings, those beings themselves did not yet recognize it was a state of suffering. And so when we practice compassion, as we will tonight, and as Kamala introduced last week, we're addressing not only the very obvious forms of suffering, whether they're physical, mental, institutional, economic, uh, or whatever, it's also addressing that whole uh, unseen uh, field of suffering, suffering that we don't yet know we have. And that was one of the things that most was most surprising about working with Upandita is he, he doesn't come across as a very warm, loving, cuddly, you know, lovable um, person like that. But over the years of working with him, what I came to see is that he cared more about my suffering than I did. And he knew more about my suffering than I knew. And he knew I was suffering in ways that I didn't yet know. But if I practiced as he encouraged, I would discover that and discover the way to be free of that. And so sometimes we have to be careful that um, the compassion that we feel for others or the compassion that we may and a monitor coming towards us in our own suffering is not always of the immediately apparent, invisible, um, warm, touchy-feely kind. It doesn't have to be harsh, and I think we need to be on uh, guard for that, but sometimes the uh, knowledge of suffering can be much more refined than we're yet aware of. So in practicing uh, compassion, of course, we start with a uh, a being that is obviously suffering, and whatever form of suffering you uh, can see. And then we move on to ourself, and we all have our intimate knowledge of some of our own suffering, and then we move on to benefactor and others. And I found that when I was practicing uh, intensive uh, karuna in Burma, that sometimes when I would call to mind someone, I wouldn't see their immediate suffering. It didn't seem like that because it's not so out front with them or it's not so um, open. But knowing my own uh, experience as a human being and the kind of the suffering inherent in that, I could know that about other beings also. So really the practice of um, 
karuna is to call to mind or to see the person, uh, to recognize their suffering, and then to wish them, to arouse this intention, to wish them uh, to be free of that. It's not necessarily imagining the means or how they're going to do that, or even whether you think it's possible for them to be free of that suffering. But nevertheless, to wish that for them. Sometimes we can get diverted in our practice by uh, looking at the uh, suffering of individuals or groups of people and just be overwhelmed by the magnitude of the suffering and the impossibility of figuring out how they could ever be free of that. And that's not the practice of, of karuna. That's the practice of problem resolution or something. But the practice of met, uh, karuna is to wish that they could find that, that way to be free or to be free of that suffering, pain or suffering. So our work in developing the loving heart or the compassionate heart is to just see the suffering, see the being with the suffering, and to wish for them to be free of that. And to use whatever phrase works for you, I'll suggest a couple, and then to continue to call to mind that person, feel their, feel their pain or suffering, and to make that wish for them. Um, sometimes people get uh, judgmental, maybe, about their ability to do compassion practice because they don't feel, you know, they don't feel that, that uh, real mm, heart-vibrating quality of connection with suffering and wanting to do something about it. And it's not necessary. It comes sometimes, and some people are very sensitive to that, but even for those of us who have difficulty accessing that level of experience, can still feel or see or know and, have, and make that uh, wish for them to be free of uh, suffering. So um, we should not judge our practice by how we feel, but rather how continuous our uh, wish for uh, for that being to be free of suffering is that's really the measure of the um, capacity in our heart to practice compassion. I think Kamala might have mentioned that the near and far enemies of compassion are what. Mm-hmm. The near enemy is what looks like compassion or might initially seem like compassion, but it leads to a kind of separation or a kind of oh poor you uh, feeling, and that is having some pity for them without seeing your own uh, connection with it or seeing your own suffering in that same vein. And then, of course, the, the fire enemy is just not giving a hoot. It's like, you're suffering? Well... And there's a real uh, cruel relationship to that, either a non-recognition, a non-acceptance, a dismissiveness, um, an inability to respond at all. That, that for those of us who are suffering, and on that end of it, to receive that kind of callousness is really painful. And so that's the fire enemy of compassion, it's just the lack of compassion completely. Of course, we sometimes feel that. So... 
in the face of either the near or far enemy, we have to try to reconnect with the feeling of the suffering, the care we have for that, and then to intend the wish then to be free of it. So, sit comfortably. Take a few moments to settle into the body, into a comfortable posture. Noting the rhythm of the breath, the stilling of the body. Quieting of your own mind, coming into the present moment. Scanning your circle of acquaintances or friends and locating someone who is obviously suffering or has a condition of pain. And see that person in your heart and spend time with them in your heart to really connect with their condition and what it would be like to feel that pain or the suffering or the, the stress or the distress that they feel. Holding that person in your heart or in your mind as an image or a feeling, however you connect with them and their suffering, their pain, distress. And then to acknowledge your wish, may you be free of that pain, that suffering, that sorrow. Or just to acknowledge that I care about your pain, or I care about your difficulty, stress, distress. Allow yourself to open to that feeling of pain the other feels out of compassion for them. Out of compassion, may I open to and feel this pain, and may you be free of this pain or this sorrow, this cause of unhappiness, this suffering. And then in your own rhythm, to repeat that phrase just enough to keep in touch with the person, in touch with their suffering, and in touch with your intention, pervasion of your compassion towards them. May you be free of this pain, this sorrow, this condition of suffering. 
If you lose contact with the person or the phrases, settle back into the body and open again to the person that's obviously suffering. Reconnect with them. See or feel their suffering, pain. May you be free of this pain. Taking the next few moments to connect with your own experience of pain or suffering today. And having compassion for yourself, for your own pain. May I be free of this pain, may I be free of this condition of suffering.
Moving on to a dear friend, someone that you know very well, know the conditions of their life, you know their, the source of their pain or suffering, holding them in your heart and connecting with their pain and without blame or judgment or even any agenda of how it might happen, to wish may you be free of this pain, may you be free of this distress.
moving on to a neutral person, someone that you recognize in your life, or acquaintance that you really don't know too well. Certainly not a friend or difficult person, but someone that you see, know. And get in touch with what might be there, suffering or difficulty or stress in life. I care about your pain. May you be free of this suffering and the cause of suffering.
taking the next few moments to move on to a difficult person or someone that you've had tension with in the past or don't feel particularly comfortable around. Maybe very aware of their suffering. But even though they may be a challenging person in your life, can you wish them to be free of their pain? Sincerely connecting with them and their pain, their suffering, their difficulty. May you be free of this suffering, may you be free of this pain and difficulty in your life.
spending the last few moments with your benefactor. Calling them to mind and seeing the source of their suffering or feeling their difficulties or challenges in life. Whatever they may be, subtle or gross. May you be free of this suffering. May you be free of this pain, this stress or distress. Bringing your attention into the room and connecting with each one of us around you, the women, the men, the staff, teachers, and any other beings that happen to be here. May we all be free of pain. May we all be free of all of our suffering and all the causes of our suffering. 